Hello, hello everyone. This is Jennifer Stone, Coffee Explorer. And today I am looking at palm trees and waves in the ocean at Huntington Beach, Surf City, USA. I landed here because I was asked to judge at the U.S. Coffee Championships Preliminaries Competition here in Orange County. And I'd love to tell you just a little bit about that. And one of the things I really enjoyed was meeting the, the people, the individuals who are not only obsessing over the cups of coffee they're producing at these events, but the amount of thought and technicality and science that they are working to contribute and make coffee better for our future, not only better tasting, but also better for the producers who grow the coffee and how we can impact and support the lives of, of the people at origin is what we call it. So basically there are five categories that are representing the bandwidth of today's coffee professionals in the United States of America. And they are brewing coffee. So yes, literally brewing a regular type of cup of coffee. Barista competition, which represents the um, utilizing the espresso machine to make espressos, cappuccinos, and some sort of signature drink. Tasting coffee. Are you the person who can recognize a coffee and origin merely with the taste of it? And can you tell when a coffee should not belong to the group? And roasting, which is a huge factor that contributes into the taste of every cup of coffee, ranging from a dark roast, light roast, medium roast. And finally, coffee in good spirits. So utilizing coffee to enhance a spirited or alcohol-based drink. I just wanted to touch on a couple of these. One is that I was asked to judge the Coffee in Good Spirits competition. And so participants had to exhibit a hot and cold drink that had just a slight amount of alcohol in it, a minimum of 10 milliliters. However, you know, most used quite a bit more than that. They had to include coffee in the taste balance. As judges, we had to be able to taste the coffee in the drink and not let it be overpowered by the other ingredients. And then also the temperature was a, a big factor, but mostly, you know, the razzle-dazzle presentations and stories about how a drink was inspired by a trip to Hawaii or whatever isn't really what we were judging on, but more the knowledge of why the coffee in the drink should be a certain temperature, should contribute these factors, can be tasted, and how it combines to make a highly desirable but commercially commercially applicable drink. And I really enjoyed this aspect of it because we can all have a, a drink that we probably go back for or see one walking past us on a on a tray that we would be very curious about. But for it to be really extraordinary and that's like a six, which is the highest score you can get on a coffee, you've got to be firing on every single cylinder and none of the factors, including being like slightly sloppy or spilling something, dropping an ice cube, all of that contributes. So I thought it was great to challenge people who want to increase their contribution and skill set in this area of specialty coffee really had to get creative and make us more than just your basic Irish cream or hot buttered rum or 
iced coffee with horchata. We were able to taste really extraordinary drinks that had a great balance of fine, fine coffees and freshly whipped cream. Almost everything enhanced with a splash of some sort of bitters, in fact, hella bitters, out of Brooklyn was a sponsor. And uh, I would say almost everything had a dash of bitters in it, not because of them necessarily, but you know, I think people really discovering the power of creating a slight contrast uh, to the sweetness that typically occurs in these types of drinks. And as coffee drinkers and professionals, we are expecting a certain rounded out bitterness with sweetness, with possibly sour, depending on the drink, and body acidity is often something that is tricky. So a lot of people want to add orange or citrus to their coffee drink, yet it's often a um, acid on top of acid, depending on the coffee. So it's, a, it's an art to be able to balance that out and make something that's very desirable in terms of taste. Enough about that competition. I'd like to talk a little bit about the roasting competition. So this is fun. Every single roaster that wants to participate is issued the exact same coffee from the exact same farm, handled the exact same way. They all get, to, I think it's about 25 pounds of coffee and they can work with it for a few weeks and uh, learn about it. They're given, a, you know, the basic biography of the coffee, the farm, the altitude, the moisture level, the varieties, if it's not a, a single variety, everything that sort of goes into the basics of making the coffee what it is. And then it's up to the roasters to discover the absolute best tasting aspect of the coffee. Now, the kicker is the coffee, when scored by licensed quality graders who are, in fact, the final word on the taste performance of the coffee, coffee itself is not scored above an 84, which means to bring some flavors out of it that will take you into a 85, 86, 87, 88 range is truly remarkable. And it can be done with the right roasting technique. And the judges on the back end are highly calibrated. We spend a lot of time Actually, one full day, so we're all professionals when we walk in the door and credentialed, we spend one full day calibrating with each other, making sure we've got the rules down, and then calibrating throughout the event to make sure that we are equally assessing the quality of what's in front of us. Uh, that's not to say that we have to taste things the same way, because if we did, what would be the point of having a panel of judges? But um, the ability for a roaster to bring out you know, the 84 plus aspect of the coffee is what is rewarded, combined with primarily their understanding of how a coffee roaster, typically a giant spinning hot drum, is properly utilized in the application of heat and airflow to create the flavor of the coffee in the best light possible. So again, it is very much driven by the, the person's understanding of how they're making the coffee they're making and why and how they might do it again or what they might alter if there's something, uh, a flavor note that they feel could be enhanced. And that's really one of the, the true art forms of coffee. And um, as most of you know, I've spent a lot of my life working on that aspect. 
I'd love to come back to the barista competition, the coffee brewing competition, and the tasting another time. I really want to just thank Southern California for the sunshine and the vitamin D. Everyone here, the people that live here and work here and drive lifts here, work in the hotel, are so friendly. Yes, they're in hospitality, but even just walking down the pier at Huntington Beach every morning, looking at the surfers in the freezing cold water at 6 a.m., everyone is so friendly and I get it. Like, why not? Life is short and we are just in a beautiful place to experience lifestyle versus head down and grinding it out, uh, which can happen in places where the weather is not as engaging. I'll say that for sure. I also had fun going over to 602 Coffee. It's a tiny coffee bar next to the uh, Kempton Hotel on Pacific Coast Highway. Yes, it's, I guess the address is 602. I put that together by myself. And uh, they're using Peerless Coffee there at an excellent execution. Peerless is based in um, Oakland, California, but they have a, a really great presence down here in the Los Angeles area. And they're doing a great job over at 602 and super friendly staff, super friendly ladies, just your regular SoCal girls. And I had a coffee discovery of my own. So my hotel serves La Colombe coffee, uh, which I can take or leave at many levels. I totally appreciate what they're doing for the industry and the contribution that, that they're making, but it's a little dark technically for my taste. And, uh, I found please don't tell anyone, I was putting almond milk in my black coffee and it worked. Like it was just completely drinkable and pleasant and a little sweet. I guess the almond milk does have some sugar in it, but um, I was really glad I found something that would sort of temper the dark roast coffees of the world. And um, anyway, I'd like to thank the gang here for that because it's not often that I sort of find something totally brand new to me in coffee. So that's a wrap here for the Coffee Explorer in Southern California. I'll post the winners of the event and some great pictures of the area on the website. And if you have any questions, I would love to hear from you. Just email me, jstone at coffeeexplorer.net.